Hello and welcome to this week's game preview episode of On Texas Football. My name is Tommy Yarsh and I'm joined as always by inside Texas writer and all-around football expert Ian Boyd. Ian, how's it going, man? Doing well. Uh, excited for the to talk about this game this weekend. Yeah, it's certainly a big one. We all know who's coming to town. It's the Crimson Tide from Alabama kicking off Saturday at 11 a.m. on Fox's big noon kickoff. Ian, great to have you back this week. Let's get a, go ahead and get right into this. I want to start off with Quinn Ewers here. Last week, we asked him what his expectations were for his first start. Now, this week, I want to ask what are the expectations for him against the best team in the country? Yeah, quite a jump up in competition for uh, for Quinn Ewers. Um, I think, you know, he needs to play it like a veteran in a sense. They're, they're not going to give him a veteran's workload in this game, I don't think. They will try to make things as simple as possible for him and set him up for, you know, early success and uh, uh, easy, simple reads and throws early on. But uh, he needs to play it like a veteran in the sense that he needs to just manage the game plan, avoid turnovers, you know, take a sack if you have to, throw the ball away if you have to, and uh, give yourself, give your team a chance, you know, give your playmakers a chance to to make up for it later on. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you mentioned the making it easy and maybe finding some shorter passes for him to throw, but I want to talk about the long ball last week. You mentioned in your three takeaways from the season opener that the deep ball just, just wasn't really there for Texas last week, and that was pretty obvious to see. Uh, seemed like the deep safeties were kind of throwing Quinn off. Uh, how do you think that Steve Sarkeesian gets that aspect of his offense down this weekend, or do you think Steve Sarkeesian is going to try to incorporate that into the into the game plan this week? I think they'll definitely try. You would really like to have that in this game. You know, uh, this game gets a lot easier if Xavier Worthy is a playmaker. If you get a couple of big plays to rev up the crowd, to back defenders off and clear out space for Bijan. Um, I don't know if they can count on it, though, to win this game. I know they'll go for it, but I don't know if you can count on it. I don't know if they have to land a deep shot to win this game. As crazy as that sounds, you know, uh, to beating a team like Alabama, you'd think you'd need that. But Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They, um, Quinn's reads were just a little bit slow was one of the big issues. Wasn't quite in sync with his receivers on a couple plays or, you know, he would just hold the ball just a minute too long um, before throwing. I think this week they will run concepts that are uh, very, very heavily practiced and repped. They'll call things that they know viewers can execute, you know, at game speed. And uh, they'll give themselves the best chance to land those deep shots they can. But, um, you know, We'll see whether or not they actually connect. It's a little tricky. Like I'm with Casey Thompson, right? It was uh, he. They torched Texas Tech. They torched TCU, but they didn't really land the deep shot in either of those games. 
it wasn't until Oklahoma that they that they really got it right. And then, you know, when they got it right, boy, did they ever get it right. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're going to hit every position group here on the offensive side of the ball. Now I want to move to offensive line. Two true freshmen up there. And they've got to deal with guys like Will Anderson and Dallas Turner as a unit. Uh, so how does Kyle Flood plan for this incredibly talented edge duo and the rest of the Alabama defense? I think that he's going to have to try to attack Will Anderson and Dallas Turner as much as he can. He'll want to run the ball right at them, you know, get in some uh, extra tight ends on the field. I think we'll see more of, um, you know, some, some people notice that Andre Carrick got in the game as a tight end. He wore uh, number 92 and uh, he came in the game and he helped block. He got a little bit of help here. And, Does he uh, have any takes on the Texas offensive line? Probably not. <laughs> But um, they'll 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 play twelve personnel. I think they'll play twenty one personnel. They'll go spread. They'll um, they'll do a lot of what they did against ULM, where they throw different split zone actions at them, where the defensive end is initially unblocked, but then there's a blocker coming at him. But then the blocker may go out for a pass. You know, just get them thinking, get them going backwards, and do everything they can to keep those guys from being able to wreck the game. Uh, and then probably just getting some extra beef with Karik on the field, like I said, to try to come downhill at them. So now dropping it back to the guy who's who's going to be running it past him. Uh, let's talk about Bijan Robinson. I think no doubt the focal point of the defensive game plan for Alabama is to to limit him as much as they can. But how do you expect the Longhorns to be able to get their star player of the ball and just overall make sure that he has a good enough game so that he can have an impact? They'll have to use a lot of RPOs, which I think Quinn Ewers has shown he's actually pretty good at. Um, I, I think, you know, when they when they tried to make the game a little simpler for Quinn against ULM, part of what they did was run RPOs. But some of the RPOs they ran with him are not necessarily like football 101 RPOs. He's just very advanced and good at those. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of those that, that will help clear out the space for Bijan to run the ball. Um, I think they also will have RPOs where Bijan Robinson is a receiver. You know, you get two back, two running backs on the field, and Bijan can can be a pass option uh, while the other guy is the the inside runner. He scored a touchdown against ULM on a quick swing pass. I think we'll see more more stuff like that. They have to get Bijan touches. They need him to get, you know. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 25, 30 touches, even though I, I know they'll want to they'll sprinkle the ball around to their playmakers and keep Alabama guessing. But Bijan has got to take you home in this game. So, the, you know, if they, can run, if they can run it to him 30 times and that's successful enough to keep doing it, they'll probably do that. But otherwise, they may just they may have to throw it to him ten times, you know, to get make sure that he has a chance to be an impact in the game. He's a versatile enough playmaker that he can make that kind of easy. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. They can impact the pass and running game. One of the best all-around backs in the country. Uh, let's go. Let's talk about defense now. Uh, defensively, you're talking your three things to watch against Alabama's offense article earlier this week. That getting smart pressure, not just pressure, but smart pressure on Bryce Young is going to be a crucial part of this game. Can you dive into what exactly that means a little bit and then touch on what we can expect from a Longhorns front on that end? Smart, smart pressure means um, – doing it with four guys, basically not trying to bring the house, not trying to bring five that often and leave your defensive backs in one-on-one coverage. Smart pressure means, you know, you bring the nickel or you bring the cornerback, but then you drop a defensive end, you know, you, uh, you show one pressure to get the offense thinking one way, but then you bring pressure from a different direction and you try to do it, you know, again, without bringing five or six guys. I think that, um, Texas has a lot of that in the playbook. That's like the whole point of the two, four, five is you teach your ends to drop so that you can mix and match who's coming. And uh, I think Texas will do a lot of that in this game. And uh, probably also some, you know, slants and stunts. They'll, they'll, they'll throw everything. Alabama has probably not as many question marks in the offensive line as Texas, but some. So they'll want to cross those guys up and confuse them and, and do everything they can to, uh, to try to, you know, hurry Bryce Young, make him at least a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, we're going to touch on that Alabama offensive line here in a second. Uh, we talked last week about tighter coverage overall, something that Pete Kwiatkowski was trying to instill over the offseason. This week, you mentioned it'll be important to cover the slot position. JoJo Earl out this week for the Tide. Talking to Alabama Cl- insider Clint Lamb yesterday, he said we'd probably see Kobe Prentice, the true freshman, in that spot. What do the secondary have to do to prevent the speedy freshman from getting the ball in his hands? I guess it starts outside. They really need to hold up one-on-one with Ryan Watts and Deshaun Jameson when they can. You, They probably feel okay about that. They need to feel good about it for this game to go well. You know, If they can't hold up outside one-on-one from time to time, it's going to be a tough game. But um, Kobe Prentice, kind of a young emerging star player. Uh, you wonder if he might kind of just take over even if JoJo Earl comes back. Uh, Kobe still might have a role on this team because he looks terrific, and he has, you know, the upperclassman mentality and approach to the game from all accounts. Texas needs to be able to hold up outside, but then inside they need a big game from Jalen Gilbo, their own advanced freshman. They need a big game from the safeties and communicating and making sure that Alabama is not slipping receivers by them. And uh, they need to uh, make sure that they don't get caught in isolation against Prentice. Like, you don't want another situation like Marvin Mims last year, beating him with a couple big plays because he got matched up on a safety. Uh, They need to make sure that they take away the middle of the field for uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, talking to Clint yesterday, it seemed like he was really high on Kobe Prentice, but we were really high on Jalen Gilbo last week in the postgame show talking about his big game against ULM, one of the three stars of that game. Uh, I'm going to go back to my conversation with Clint yesterday, and now we're going to touch on the offensive line. One of the few weaknesses he mentioned was that offensive front for Alabama. With a lot of question marks surrounding the reliability of that group, what kind of defensive looks can Pete Kwiatkowski draw up to make the run game difficult and force Bryce Young to make quick decisions? Well, to some extent, I think they have to play too high a lot and just trust the defensive line to uh, 
to do their job and not get bullied by the run game. Um, if Alabama can come in and just kind of run over Texas, then <laughs> that's pretty much all she wrote. Like you can't, you can't take away from defending the pass game um, unless these defensive backs are ready for a much better game than, you know, I guess than I'm anticipating. I think the formula they're going to want to follow is to stay too high and play quarters, you know, bracket the slot, get a little help inside against the outside receivers down the field, make Alabama earn their way down the field, but then play a great run defense in the red zone. Um, I'm not sure if Alabama has a run it down your throat in the red zone run game or not this year. Like they could not against Georgia in the championship game last year. Um, it's been an issue for them at times in recent seasons and with some of their turnover and, and question marks in the offensive line, I think that's kind of where you would hope to see that show up for Texas's sake is in being able to, uh, hold up and stop the run and force field goals when Alabama gets down the field. Yeah, this is definitely an Alabama team that prefers to pass the ball. Clint Lamb and I were talking yesterday about how it would be first and goal, and it would be three straight passes uh, from the Crimson Tide offense to try and get in the end zone and even still right on the goal line, just not wanting to run the ball. We'll see if that's the case this Saturday. Last question for you here, Ian. Crimson Tide are currently 20-point favorites over the Longhorns. It's not really hard to see why, but my question for you is, although it may be difficult, what are the Longhorns going to have to do to either keep this game close or pull out a huge upset victory? They have to play good defense, you know, force field goals. Uh, Quinn Ewers has to protect the ball. They cannot be letting him take, you know, a million sacks and getting stripped or he can't be throwing interceptions. Um Something I, I have actually not mentioned in writing or we haven't mentioned yet today, but this would definitely be the game for a big special teams play. You know, sneak a touchdown in there with a punt block or a, a kick return. And then ultimately, I think, you know, it's got to be a it's got to be a Bijan Robinson, New York highlight reel, you know, Heisman moment kind of game. They need him to have, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter how he has it. Catching the ball, running the ball, but they need to put him in a position to where he can sort of out-duel Bryce Young and be the most impactful offensive player in the game. Um, they do all those things, they could win the game. I think probably they fall short, but I, I do wonder, I do think that they could, they could cover that spread. I don't know if Alabama is uh, quite as overpowered and ready yet at this point in the season to uh, – to uh, secure a win of that magnitude. They're very pass heavy um, and it's just hard to coordinate a young passing game with new receivers and new offensive tackles, new offensive linemen early in the year. It, this is the right time and the right place to catch Alabama this season, probably, you know, in DKR in week two in the heat, probably not enough to beat them, but uh, much, much, uh, better matchup than you know you don't want to face this team in the postseason no absolutely all right so that's all that we've got remember we uh kick off this saturday at 11 a.m at dkr it's going to be hot man uh, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to make it through there uh, without without too much sweat but make sure you tune in for the post game show with bobby burton and rod babers i'll be joining myself here and there uh post game with our thoughts 
on how that one goes. Great insight as always, Ian. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to stick around InsideTexas.com for more coverage throughout the week and into the weekend. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel for more Texas football content all the time. For our producer, Matthew Hutchison, and all the great folks at Inside Texas, including the little boy who joined us for some of the show, really appreciate his presence. <laughs> My name is Tommy Yarsh. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.